Good morning, everyone. It is the 28th of June. My name is Lorna Denny, and I'm joined today by Alex Byrne. Last week was positive, largely for equity markets. In the US, the S&P 500 and the Nasdaq notched up further all-time highs. And Alex, was there slight change in rhetoric from the Federal Reserve particularly helpful here? Good morning, Lorna. General flip-flopping from the Federal Reserve, I would say. So the week before, They'd mentioned or given an indication that the rate rises and tapering might be slightly quicker than expectations had been. Clearly, this call caused a bit of a sell-off in some volatility markets, at which point, from the outside, it would seem as though there's been a bit of a panic. And they went back on that and saying, actually, we're going to remain supportive and options going to change in a good long while. And sticking with the US, there's been bipartisan agreement on this new US infrastructure bill. There has been. At the moment, there's around $1 trillion agreed in the bipartisan deal. Clearly, there's... All needs to be done in terms of drafting and taking through both houses. That includes about 580 billion of new money. The basis of the deal at the moment is mainly through your typical infrastructure. So roads, bridges, airports, water power, some internet, a small amount on some green techs or EV infrastructure mainly. So at the moment, what's being put through is mainly through classic infrastructure. Interesting. But it's not quite the $2.3 trillion that President Biden had hoped for. It's not, no. And the way in which they try and get the second part of the spending through this bipartisan agreement is what I think will be very interesting. There's been some indication that they may hold the first deal hostage, the bit that the Republicans are fairly supportive of in order to get the second part. And the second part is a lot more interesting. In it. It's more in line with the kind of spending that has been done elsewhere in terms of these stimulus packages. So much more on the green technology, much more on digital. Instead of $7 billion for EV infrastructure, it's something like $170 billion. Much more on workforce training, caregiving. The manufacturing is focused more on new age tech, I would say, and away from the classic infrastructure. So things like semiconductor manufacturing, medical care manufacturing, clean energy, creating innovation hubs, you know, like we see in China and elsewhere. Housing, fitting low carbon, retrofitting to a lot of the housing in the US or at least to, to new build housing, research and development, schooling. So it's much more new age, new tech, green, digital kind of infrastructure that we in the second part of the bill versus the classic infrastructure that is in the first part that's been agreed. And this is President Biden's focus on building back better coming into action there. The flash PMI data measuring business owners' confidence in the economy hit record highs in the US for June. And the Eurozone also saw some very strong PMI data. It did. And we've been seeing a strong trend in manufacturing for a while now, at least since the early part of the recovery last year. The more recent part has been the rebound in services. And that's clearly been helped by lockdown across Europe or at least being eased. That, in part, unlocks a lot of the savings that have been made through the lockdown period. Many people are now making those big discretionary spends. They're doing replacement things. So, you know, you might have staved off spending on these big discretionary spends until your job was secure or until you could go to somewhere and actually buy the thing in the first place. And it feeds into this whole recovery story nicely with the support of the ECB and it remains fairly supportive and the commentary coming out is fairly consistent. The inflation isn't as impending, I would say, as in the US. And clearly the European Union as a hope anyway is fairly manufacturing and export orientated. So as the global marketplace reopens, that obviously helps an export orientated economy. Yes. And of course, this is rebound growth and a level above 50 indicates that growth in an economy. But data from Japan are still below that magic 50 mark. It is. It's important, I think, to remember the context of Japan, though. Japan was a bit of an outlier versus other developed markets in that it didn't really suffer anywhere near to the same extent in terms of both coronavirus lockdowns, 
both the lockdowns itself and also cases. So it hasn't really had the trough and insofar it hasn't had the following recovery that the US and Europe and elsewhere have. They are still weaker, however, though, and part of that is because of the restrictions that are in place, not just in Japan, but elsewhere have hurt manufacturing and supply lines. There's also the ongoing supply chain pressure that we're having at the moment, not helped by the fact that Japan is a very advanced manufacturer things like semiconductors are very important to the supply chain there and clearly we have an issue with that at the moment globally but we're having the same trends that we've seen elsewhere but that we had earlier on in recoveries in europe and us in that manufacturing remains still fairly good but better than services and services is a thing that's slightly weaker given that people are still under some kind of restriction i do expect that to change fairly soon they've hit their target in terms of vaccines deployed so they're around a million per day at the moment with a population of 125 million so it hopefully shouldn't take them long to get back up to speed to the rest of the world. Indeed. Now, if we look at the week ahead, it's the first week of the month uh, where we always have PMI data. We always have unemployment data from various parts of the world. But it's the US employment data this Friday that will be most hotly anticipated. I would expect so, yeah. The number itself is 675, slightly ahead of last month, but broadly that's in line with where expectations were last month. So you could say that these numbers are fairly high, but they remain fairly steady and the reopening trend is continuing in the US. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very much.